0: Attention, bobsled riders! You will soon be embarking on a thrilling podcast down the icy slopes of the Matterhorn. So please remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the bobsled at all times. Auf zain. Well, welcome to the Matterhorn Yodlers. No yodels today? Okay. No yodel. No yodel. Uh, we... Are brought to you by no sponsors today
1: no, not even mom and dad not even mom and dad can't even throw sponsors. a fiver for the sponsor
0: <laughs> on this one but all right so we are brought here together well, let me introduce everybody or let me have everyone say their name <laughs> you go first Jackie Peter and I'm Japheth and once again we are the Matterhorn Yodlers. And today's podcast is a defense of three, let's be kind, less desirable attractions.
1: One and done.
0: Even if.
1: even <laughs> If you have time. If, if you feel...
0: Compelled. If you're waiting for your fast pass, yeah. um, <laughs> and you're there in front of the attraction, you're like, well, Might I'm here. as there. well. Sure, let's do this. <laughs> so we are going to defend these attractions, and at the end of the episode, we will vote on which attraction gets the axe. The one that gets erased from the map. Cause we will, like, well, I have, I have um, an I eraser conne- and a map. An <laughs> I, I got connections <laughs> with with Bob, and uh, he'll 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 make sure that uh, well he gets rid of that attraction. Yes, for sure. Because he have, listens to the podcast. We have those right before
1: he leaves. We, <laughs> being president. No, the other Bob. Oh.
0: The other uh, the the new one. What's oh, his okay. name? Bob uh, Chapek. He's the new one. So. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to start off with Jackie's attraction. Oh wait, we have to we have to say which attractions we are doing. That's right. So, Jackie, what attraction will you be defending today? Like
1: Astro Orbiter and Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom.
0: And Peter, the exhilarating, living with the land boat ride. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and I, Japheth, will be defending. The Country Bear Jamboree, yeah! So we're going to be starting off with Jackie's Ride, the Astro Orbiters, and a brief summary. It is a spinning ride that basically you're in a rocket and you go round and round. And if you get motion sickness. That's not a fun experience, so on that note Jackie defend your ride
1: <laughs> There's a little more to that To the ride. It's a lot more special. I would say For it was called the star jet So this was kind of Walt's inspiration. Walt kind of had the idea of taking the classic spinny ride and adding kind of a theme or a twist to it. And so he, that was kind of the theming of the Astro Orbiter, was taking a basic spinning ride and adding a little bit more magic, a little more Disney to it and a theme to it. And so in 1994, though, it did switch over and rename and rebrand to the Astro Orbiter.
0: Which the new and improved Astro
1: Well, the added... <laughs> you got a
0: paint job.
1: <laughs> it has a Jules Verne look to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's great because it's on top of the People Mover. Which everyone loves the People Mover.
0: Oh, love it.
1: It's, it's like everyone goes on the People Mover because it's like the easiest ride. But. On top of it is the astral orbiter, which is a really tall structure. It really provides height to the land, and kind of, in the land, it brings your eyes visually up. You're looking actually up to it, because a lot of Tomorrowland is just buildings.
0: (laughs) No one wants to look at the floor, the the concrete flooring of Tomorrowland. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because the future is... Concrete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just visually appealing. It looks really cool as far as the design of it. Um, so, kind of the overview of the ride is you go up in an elevator that brings you, you know, up to the ride platform, and you get into a rocket ship, and you spin around. At a higher view it's about 60 feet in the air but it almost feels like 500 feet to be honest when you get up there in the natural orbiter and you p- p- crank the knob up all the way up to the top as they're spinning up just like Dumbo right uh, and
0: you're tilting and it feels like you're gonna fall out yeah you are <laughs>
1: tilting and um, it's very high and scary. So I would honestly consider this an underrated thrill ride. Underrated? It is. Not a lot of people think Astro Orbiter is a thrill ride, but it kind of is.
0: <laughs> it's. I kind of can go with that because I didn't know my wife was scared of heights the way she was until we got on that ride. And I was like, okay, let's go up. And I've never seen... a a, you know my wife is petite uh she held my arms down like i couldn't move the joystick to move (laughs) the rocket up she was so scared of going up as a result so i can go along with it's a thrill ride ride. it is an underrated
1: thrill ride and it's great because like it's a great ride to take like your 10 to like 13-year-old, the one that's like, I'm done with Dumbo, that's a baby ride. But you take the Mashrah Porter, and it's the same ride concept, but higher, you bet they're going to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of an elevated ride because of the height. Um... But another great thing about it is it has a great view of the park. Um, Especially at night, uh, you have a great view of the castle. If you can time it with the fireworks going on and the the ride is going at the same time, beautiful. Because you get to enjoy fireworks and a ride. It's like a a one-of-a-million experience.
0: I would actually like... I've told people to come back to the Magic Carpets of Aladdin when I was working there and tell them to come during fireworks because there's no line. Mm -hmm. And you're riding a ride outside looking at fireworks going off. So I can can say the the spinning ride experience is fun with the fireworks and the evening time
1: experience. And it's also great at Christmas time because, you know, Cinderella's castle is decked out in lights. Everyone's trying to get tons and tons of photos, but it's a great place to go up in the ride and enjoy the castle and just enjoy the Christmas atmosphere or see a parade go by. It's just really fun and magical when you're up there. It also cools you off. Um, and another thing is, since it is in the middle. And it's kind of the... Middle
0: of Tomorrowland? The
1: middle of Tomorrowland, sorry. The middle of Tomorrowland, it's almost like the focal point of Tomorrowland, because Space Mountain's kind of tucked in the back. That may change when Tron comes.
0: Well, there'd just be two coasters crammed in the corner of the park.
1: (laughs) That's true. But this (laughs) is kind of, when you walk in, that's Tomorrowland. When you walk in, you see the Astral orbiter, you're like, I'm in Tomorrowland. You get rid of that, you lose that theming.
0: It's the kinetic energy that uh, was very important, especially to Walt. That's what he wanted to see with Disneyland's Tomorrowland. That's why he saw the People Mover moving, he had the Astro Orbiter going. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was always about, he had the monorail, and so it was always about that kinetic energy, that movement. That was the future, that everything was going to be moving and functioning and flowing.
1: Yeah, so if you eliminate that ride, you lose that energy, that theming of the land, and there's not much you can replace it because it doesn't really take that much space. Because since it is in the middle, you can't put a huge e ticket attraction there. It won't, it doesn't work with the flow. So that is my summary of why Astro Orbiter is actually a pretty great ride, and that you should take all your children on it to see if they're afraid of heights.
0: The answer is yes. <laughs> so, Jackie, um, while you were there at Disney World when you were um, doing your college program, how many times did you actually go on this attraction?
1: Um, <laughs> uh, probably like twice.
0: Wow, twice out of like but how many trips to the park?
1: That was mainly because the line was a little bit longer. It is a longer eat uh, a longer line for a slower pace, ride. That makes sense.
0: Slower pace.
1: Well, not a popular ride. Okay. All right. So, next, we have Peter's Ride, which is Living with the Land, which, when I lived in Florida, I actually did this ride a lot, just because all the other attractions were so long that if I wanted to ride an attraction, Living with the Land (laughs) was the only one that was a walk-on. Mr.
0: Dependable.
1: And it's great, because it still has a fast pass. You can get a fast pass for this ride because it's true. There are not many attractions in Epcot.
0: It's very true. So, like when I worked at Mission Space during my college program, um, we would go down, and so we would give out, you know, a fast pass to recoup the time loss. Well, the fast pass would be for uh, Maelstrom, and. Living with the land. And boy, did we get some response like, Living with the land! <laughs> so Peter, explain to us what's... Why people would could react in a way like that to receiving a fast pass to living with the land. <laughs> so living with the land. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It's not the thrill ride of the century. So what it is, it is, it's a boat ride where you basically look at a greenhouse for the most part i mean yeah there's different sort of biomes and things like that so you're looking at plants and them talking about plants the reason why this attraction is so important and is needed and in my opinion actually is popular Maybe not show it in the lines but it is popular enough that it developed its own backstage tour one of the most popular in the park
1: I've also heard it's boring.
0: Just <laughs> saying, it's still one of the most popular tours in the park, the Behind the Seeds Tour. Now, this attraction opened with Epcot in 1982. Okay. OG. It's an OG. <laughs> in fact, it's probably, if you if you're not including Spaceship Earth because that's been changed so many times, it's probably the most original attraction at epcot center yes i was yeah. thinking of that. it is the last it's what? the last it one yes that hasn't really changed it there have been updates and things like that but i say that's a pro for it that it's been consistently updated that um disney finds a need for it because disney gets a lot of their food from this attraction like it serves many purposes. It's how nice. many people? <laughs> how many. So so like I was like,
1: there is a restaurant connected to this ride yes, upstairs. it's great. It's a really great restaurant.
0: And guess where all the food comes from? The attraction. Not all. Most, the of, meat. most of most. Well, they they have meat there. Right. right. They 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 do their except for I think like. Like steak or chicken. Yeah, like but the fish—they <laughs> slaughter the pigs <laughs> and they house on the ride. <laughs> All the fruits, vegetables, and fish all come from the attraction uh, itself. Um, so, so going back, talking about how it's the original attraction with Epcot is. When Walt Disney was alive, his, his dream and vision for Epcot was for this community of tomorrow, a self-sustaining city that can live and thrive on its own. And living with the land is a prime example of, of basically a hint of what Epcot could have been, where you can have this city that can produce its own food any sort of food, tropical food, um, food grown in any many different environments grown in one community, not necessarily needing uh, the assistance from other cities or even countries to help them provide food. So, so Walt was anti-globalist, you're telling me. He was like, no, forget them. Self-sustaining, right here and now, forget them. Well, I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea to be self-sustaining. I mean, it's, it's not bad, you <laughs> let not
1: get into Walt's political beliefs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: so, like, something interesting. So, like, because like, it's been a long time since I've ridden the ride, because it's been a while since I've been to Disney World, uh, I recently watched the, the ride through, and they were talking about this tree that they have. It's the uh, tomato tree that they have. And it's uh, recognized by the Guinness World Records as both the largest and most productive uh, tomato plant in the world. It produces over 32,000 tomatoes in 16 months. And if you take a look at this thing, this tree, like, is like, looks like a stick out of the ground, but like the. The, the leaves and the vines where the tomatoes are growing off of it's just, like, vast and, like... It's crazy, It is medicine. a lot. It's a lot. It's, that's like, that's yes. like 1,000 tomatoes a day. It's a lot of Pretty tomatoes. much. Like, it is... It's crazy. Like, when I started that, I was like, wow. And so, like... And if you've been to Disney World, most likely most of your restaurants have gotten their food from this attraction. Now, granted the attraction itself may not appeal to every person, but it's also, it can appeal to young children in the sense that it might inspire them to maybe become a farmer. Because when you think of a farmer, you think of, okay, you got a guy, um, you know, with his plow in the field. And, but what, um, living with the land shows is that that's not that's not the future of farming that it's different it's technological now it's compact it's you don't need to have these massive fields anymore to to be able to feed large groups of people and you don't need as much of this expensive equipment as uh you used to need 50 years ago um i do like that on the ride where they show you the the soilless Plants, so like yes. how they grow them. without yes. I was like, wow, that's crazy. It's crazy, like to see the technology that they're using. In fact, like they use. Uh, so the attraction is a demonstration, production, and a research facility. So there is actually like research being done here, that's testing the literal boundaries and future of farming and plant growth um, for our for the future. And in fact, NASA is even working um, at this pavilion, in the land pavilion where the attraction takes place to help uh, provide means to uh, grow plants for long distance space travel. So that our our astronauts of the future, when they go to Mars or wherever, that they'll be able to uh, produce their own food when they're out in space. So when they get to Mars, they'll have thirty-two thousand tomatoes ready for. They'll life. have thirty-two thousand <laughs> ready to go. Sure, that science checks what, out. Yeah, Elon Musk is like. Mm. <laughs> so the size of the attraction is quite large. Uh, it's a very large attraction. Uh, it's it's uh, they they said it's roughly the size of Fantasyland, the Magic Kingdom. That might be the case before they expanded it. Say it yeah. um, I looked at it. it on the map. It's roughly the size of probably New Fantasyland. Okay, um, that's about the size of the of the ride portion, not the portion of it that has uh, Soarin' over the world. Um, maybe if they're including that, that might be part of it because that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty. Because it's a big pavilion. That's a very it's big, a
1: big pavilion.
0: Billion. So. Sure, the ride may not be the most fascinating attraction, thrilling, but it's very informative and it still holds to the original vision of what Epcot Center, when it opened in 82, was supposed to be about edutainment. To be educated while being entertained. I didn't make that word up. I've just been edutained right now. That is a word that they they coined in reference to Epcot Center when it opened, that it was edutainment. And that's why all of it's been bulldozed except for this. Correct. (laughs) Because this one stands the test of time, because it's actually relevant. Because all the other pavilions, you know, Universe of Energy, like, I mean, let's just face it, that that was just a very bad ride yes, yeah <laughs> for the workers there it was the hardest attraction to get into because all the old timers loved it because there was one job where you you just have to push a button <laughs> but heaven <laughs> forbid you did not push that button you would just shut down the ride it was that immediately so you see people with books and like you know you hear someone forgot to push the button and sure enough it was a big deal so But yeah, so like you had that one, you had World of Motion, where like eventually like these sponsors would just fall off because they were privately owned, things like this. This is actually like sponsored not only by companies, but by like universities, research facilities, like there's real work happening here. And so to be able actually to like witness this firsthand, to see the scientists working, is is really cool and, and that in my opinion is why living with the land should last forever.
1: I must say it does have great AC, especially in the hot Florida summers.
0: <laughs> it's true. It works. Absolutely. So now let's hear from the country bear Jamboree. The ride with the Chuck E. Cheese
1: animatronics,
0: where you hear them clicking, click, 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 while they're singing their songs. Some of it may not be appropriate for children. This this is true. I, I will bring up a song that uh, that uh, I heard, and it kind of like it made me chuckle as an adult. Um, so as Peter has mentioned. I will be defending the Country Bear Jamboree, which is in Magic Kingdom in Frontierland. And uh in summary, it is not a Chuck E. Cheese ride, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese stole their idea. And picture, Yes. And there is kind of a reference to it in the in the goofy movie. And yes. the yes. possums. And it is not rickety as people. It's 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 Disney, but yes, it is an animatronic from the seventies, and so it, it's when stable. you're that close, yeah, you're gonna hear the clicks and the clacks. But uh, so, in summary, for those who are unfamiliar with this attraction, um, this is a stage show with eighteen redneck country bears performing continuous string of songs that total at 13 and this happens over a duration of 12 well, 10 to 12 minutes it used to be longer but they cut it out they were just like you know we can we can shorten this um
1: thank goodness <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all about optimization of people's time and they thought you know what people get the point at 10 to 12 minutes so a little bit of history behind the country bear jamboree. Let's hear it. Let's hear the history. Boom. Let's it started off with Walt having the idea of starting a ski resort. Father Walt wanted oh. Mineral King Ski Resort. And it was inspired from his time going to Switzerland and going skiing and seeing those those um Alp um ski resorts he wanted to do that in california and it got approved the federal government's like okay we'll do this we'll build the road and so walt comes in it's like these people need entertainment they gotta add our disney flair to it so he goes to mark davis for those who don't know who mark davis is he is like one of the creators one of the leading forces for a lot of the popular attractions out there like do you have some He were pirates um, mansion mansion uh let's see here oh man he's worked on a lot i'm trying to remember now you're putting me on the spot um he was there from like the beginning yeah, to was... like when disney was done with the creation of like of the park so the when when they were doing their big park expansions and then he's like all right i'm out and so he was he was a go-to person for walt for ideas and was just he was you know you were great when Walt would come straight to you and be like what do you got and that was Mark Davis and so he was in charge of coming up with a show about being in the wilderness and so he came up with the Country Bear Jamboree idea and so what happened is the resort didn't come out and um, the Sierra Nevada Club was like, you know what? We've got to protect nature. This isn't going to do it. This is going to cause damage. And over a time period of litigation, the resort closed down. Or it just didn't happen. And so Roy Disney, Walt's brother, during the creation of um, the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World said, okay, we're going to take these ideas. We're going to put this in the Magic Kingdom. And so... Country Bear Jamboree became a part of Frontierland before there was a Splash Mountain. And I don't think Thunder Mountain was there when it opened, too. So there were really only three attractions there when it opened. Country Bear Jamboree, the Shooting Arcade, and Tom Sawyer's Island Mm -hmm. for Frontierland. And it is an OG attraction um for Magic Kingdom. Now for my defense, like I said, it is an opening day attraction. There are only 13 remaining ones. And you know, that's just that that happens. You know, it's been we're going on 50 years next year. Um so it would just be sad to lose another one of those attractions. Um as mentioned, a perk at Going to Walt Disney World and going on an attraction is going on an attraction that is inside and has air conditioning. Because that humidity, no matter what time of the year, will get you. You'll be sweating. And what is great about Country Country Bear Jamboree is that it is a 10-minute attraction where you get to sit down and take in a show with a back... To the seat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's important. Yes, yes it's <laughs> like, oh, back. Like
0: It is so hard to find benches and just somewhere that's cool to sit down and relax. And so that's what this attraction provides. It's just an escape and a place to rest to enjoy this, this show. As I mentioned, there are only so many attractions here. So eliminating the Country Bear Jamboree, what would you have? So walking from Liberty Square, Peter, you've just left the Liberty Bell, the boat that goes around Rivers of America, past the, the Liberty Tree Tavern, and now you're in Frontier Frontierland. Imagine there's no Country Bear Jamboree. You're essentially walking through what? Uh, a frontier shop. Pretty much, yeah. That, that's pretty much all that's really there, besides. Oh, there. I mean, there's there's Pecos Bill, the the restaurant. The thing. restaurant, yes.
1: And then you get to Splash and Thunder.
0: But it's tucked away, so you're walking along here. You can't even get on to Tom Sawyer. It's all centralized in this back corner of Magic Kingdom, so you have this long, play, like period of like walking in Frontierland where it would be nothing. Nothing to pull people in. They were just like, oh I've gotta go to Thunder I gotta walk to the frontier land this and essentially it's like a western Knott's Berry farm like facade that you're just like, okay, it's just the place in between if you lose the country bear
1: Jamboree. It is kind of hidden though. Like it is not you don't see it easily, especially on a crowded day.
0: I agree. You know, it is in between the corridor of Adventureland, one of the corridor, like, between lands. Between Adventureland and Frontierland. So if you're leaving the Tiki Room or the Enchanted... Or, the the, yeah, the Tiki Room and the Carpets of Aladdin, you'll go through and it would be, you know, to the west of you, to the left. As you're entering into Frontierland. So, if you go through that corridor, you can get there. But yes, you're right... It is camouflage. It kind of goes in with that um, Western Frontier um, uh, decor. And it can blend in with the brownness of everything. Um, So, yes. uh, Frontierland. It's made of wood. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, Another fact about one thing we got to consider with Country Bear it's the last running North American show. If we shut this down, it's in Tokyo. That's it. It's gone because Disneyland shot its uh, Country Bear Jamboree in 2001 and put in Winnie the Pooh, and that brings me to my next. What well, would you rather have, Country Bear Jamboree or uh, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Because that's what they were considering putting Winnie the Pooh in Disneyland. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Take your poison. But you can't. <laughs> but you can't like rip out. You know, they have Mr. T- I love Mr. Toad, and I wish they didn't get rid of it. But they put Winnie the Pooh there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Disneyland put in place of Country Bird Jamboree. So what could you put in there? Because you can't put, like, a Toy Story-themed Western. Like, Woody, that would be good. But you already have a Toy Story Land dedicated at Hollywood Studios. And you have Country Bear. So that's like... I kind of, like, you have to come up with a new idea and hope it sticks with this kind of, like, frontier um, or just idea. Of, or just get rid of the frontier lane theme altogether. And that is a factor. It's like, yeah. But at that point, you're getting rid of, like, a part of America, like, what made America popular. So Peter, God bless America. What yes. saying
1: <laughs> is, if you get rid of Country Bear Jamie Marie... You get rid of Frontierland with that. And you get rid I of think America.
0: so. And you get rid of America. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> get rid of America is what you're doing right now? That's what I think. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's people love the idea of the cowboy and the, and the mystique that it brought of, like, you're out on your own, you make the most of what you've got. I mean, there was a romanticism around the world of the American cowboy. And to get rid of Frontierland would be kind of losing our american identity i think with that i mean we have liberties like liberty square i mean who doesn't like seeing 45 presidents stand up and introduce themselves it's 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 fascinating <laughs> 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 Great... I, I, I promise I'm awake the entire time <laughs> as they're reading each president one by one. I'm totally paying attention. As we're thinking, is this the time Taft is going to fall over? <laughs> <laughs> Can the animatronics sustain the waves? Uh, so, I mean, it's there is an identity that is lost that I'm trying to get at with getting rid of Country Bear. And there is a risk of, like, do we come to the show? Or do we just stick with what is there? Um... And what we're doing. There's also the cultural exposure that I'm talking about, America. Like, there is a country, redneck kind of music that a lot of people, or young people, and f- people who are not from America would be exposed to. So it's kind of like, hey, America's got this, too. <laughs>
1: not her <our laughs> finest.
0: <laughs> but you know what? It's kind of fun when you have giant bears singing along with it. And so, I also come with the, we will lose a beloved tradition when it comes to Gay Day at Magic Kingdom. At 1 p.m. every year, all the bears come to the Country Bear Jamboree, and they fill that theater to capacity to enjoy this beloved tradition. Of having all the bears. For those who don't know what a bear is, they are um, overweight, hairy, gay men. And so (laughs) they have taken on this identity of the country bear. The symbol of like, we are bears. Gay pride. This is our ride. And so they go in and it is a who. Everybody that works there, you'll see... You'll see managers, they'll sneak in to watch this show because the crowd is singing to the songs. This is the e-ticket attraction of that day. Everybody wants to get in. They have a queue specifically set up for this one event at this time. And to lose this ride would lose this fun tradition. Because, you know, with this comes the enthusiasm. And then there comes the great song. All the guys that turn me on, turn me down. And to hear (laughs) 350 (laughs) bears singing that song, I think it's just, it's a loss. And it's kind of fun, like, just this great, happy energy that's brought there. Because most of the time, I'm not going to lie, you go there and you're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) But if I was there in that, it would be so much more fun. So the right audience with that. Really does make the difference. So what I'm saying is that Disney needs three hundred bears in attendance singing a one day a year <laughs> one day at one day o'clock in on the afternoon.
1: <laughs> After that, it's the same thing. <laughs> Think about Christmas.
0: It's for two hours, the present we do all this, and for two hours you open a presents and that's it.
1: There's more to Christmas than presents. Uh, sure. (laughs) In
0: conclusion, this was one of the PLAS projects that Walt even put his eyes on. Mark Davis was working on it. We have to pull the strings of Walt. It I works. know that's <laughs> it's, it's a great argument for me. Like I, you know, I'm a sucker for anything Walt. Yes. you know, Walt. Walt worked, worked on, and so I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Do I want to throw, dig up, and put on my Walt? Put his eyes on there and converse. You know, Mark said when he showed Walt the the images of the bears, he gave out what Mark believes was the last laugh. That he saw That's from right. him. And that was the point when, you know, Walt would say, you know, see in a couple weeks, see you later. But this time, after seeing that, he said goodbye. And Mark knew that was the last time he he saw. And so Country Bear Jamboree is part of that goodbye of Walt and the attractions of Bring Disney. Disney I know, I'm like crying over here. And so, in conclusion, I believe the Country Bear Jamboree is not the greatest ride. But there's there's some history there that it's just it's hard to replace it or get rid of it. There's too many strings attached to it. And so, that concludes the defense of the three attractions. At this time, Jackie, do you have a criticism of... Peter's attraction of living in the land, or Country Bear Jamboree.
1: I must say, I am impressed (laughs) with the... Defense that everyone has given.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna to say like I, I did not expect it to, to for me to actually feel conflicted. <laughs> yeah, like, like maybe it should be mine. Maybe I didn't do a good enough job.
1: Um, this is really hard. Um, I guess I think with you know living with the land it's a great resource it has a great technology like Peter says and it's providing um, technology for the future and that was kind of the original like plan for Epcot which is really great Um, but if you take that away and just focus on the attraction
0: well, that's part of the attraction itself, <laughs> is showcasing the technology, the future of everything. That is... I, you can't just take right. a portion no, out of the ride and be like, think, if you take it out, it's just a boat that goes in a circle.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying... There's no world without
0: little kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. there are better
1: ways of showcasing it other than like a boring electronic almost voice. She's so saying like, hey, rock and
0: roller coaster like there goes the thirty-two thousand tomatoes.
1: Yes, that would be a lot more entertaining.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So Jackie gave one do you have a a criticism or something positive on Jackie's or or my attraction that I defended okay so um, the criticism I have for the Astro orbiter is that it's basic there's not much you basic you basic <laughs> it's 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 a spinner ride it's been around for A very long time, longer than any Disney park. And so like it's it's a typical fair type of attraction. So there's not much to it besides that it's it's really high in the air.
1: Sixty feet.
0: (laughs) That feels like six hundred, right? Five
1: hundred. Five
0: hundred no, I went I went I went way over (laughs) Clarify. So but I will I like, concede the point that like it does contribute to the land in general, so I will concede that point. Now, with Country Bear Jamboree, um, it is a bit dated, and you guys were falling asleep when I was defending it. I was looking at Jackie, and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> "It's it's it's a bit dated, and so and obviously you know you can tell that it's there's not as much love going into it." Nowadays. I, I
1: think it's also holding back the future of frontier land.
0: But it's based in the
1: past, Jackie. <laughs> You're supposed to stay there. <laughs> it's not supposed to You're supposed to stay in the past with seventies <laughs> <70s> animatronics. <Yeah. laughs> if not we're on Main
0: Street at that point. <laughs> but I will say this: something that country bears live in the land have. That Astro Orbiter does not, oh. and that's animatronics. <laughs> what animatronics? There are that? animatronic alligator or crocodiles, chickens. There's uh, oh, yes. yes, the like the storm, the intro yes. part. Yes, there are animatronics in my attraction. Oh, that reminds me. There used to be a restaurant at the top, over like yes. where they show the Dust Bowl. We used to do training there, and so you would be like learning doing some training, and you'd hear like. <whistles> <laughs> And this old abandoned like restaurant, up there. I totally remember, I totally forgot about that. Um, all right, so right now we're at the point of we're going to vote, Jackie. Mm-hmm. What ride do you bulldoze? Or are you knocked down with that wrecking ball with Miley Cyrus singing on it?
1: As much as it connects to Walt, it has to be Country Bears, Peter. I'm very conflicted <laughs> <laughs> because
0: I don't. Did you come in with a prejudice of what you throw down before? Um. Yes. I had an expectation. My expectation is that Jackie was not going to put forth a very strong argument because I don't know if I could put forth a strong argument for the Astral order. I thought and she I, did a good job. I thought she did, it, a I thought did a fantastic job. Great job. And so, like, I'm conflicted in the sense of like, if you take uh, Astral order. We we really, like, haven't, like, there's not much that you could do there. It's just, Mm -mm. it's fine with where it's at. Whereas, like, Country Bear Jamboree, it's got that history to it, which I'm a big sucker for. And it's, you know, it's considered Walt's last laugh. I'm shocked that you pulled that out. I was like, no, he didn't. He did not pull Walt's last laugh out. That was, that was solid. And so it's amazing what you can pull up with country bear jamboree documentary into YouTube and it shows up. Right. Absolutely. So I didn't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Because I'm conflicted because I'm okay with the thought process of getting rid of Frontierland altogether. And so it's easy easy to get rid of it. And so that's why I'm like conflicted because I love the history of it, but I've, Got the Astro Orbiter there. I'm going to go against the Astro Orbiter. Whoa. And it's, that was hard. I didn't think I was, ugh, that was hard. Because after I heard Jackie's argument, I go, well, there's no way Japheth's going to pull this off. <laughs> and he, he did. He pulled it off. He he pulled on the Walt heartstrings, and that's, that's what got it for me. Sorry. Wow. Mm. It's all up to me to yes. make a decision. Well, well you can make a tie.
1: oh um, my tie.
0: I think you guys did a good job defending yours. Um, again, I was with Peter going, like, that's going to be impossible to defend yours, Jackie. Um, but you did, and the aesthetic aspect wanted for me where I will not vote for you, and Peter, you brought in the, the learning, and this is the last Aspect of Epcot that really remains of the Walt idea, and I think it should remain. And I am voting for my own attraction. To be I hate this show. <laughs> I hate it so much. I when I was there for three years, I went to it once and I fell asleep and I hated. It. I hated the snap I had while I was in there. It was so bad. I, just, <laughs> I When I had to watch it this morning, I only watched it once through and I was like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I hate this show. So, yes, get rid of it. Yes. Bring in a new show. Bring in something different. Bring in some people playing banjos, some live music. Something that brings me back to that frontier roots of it. Because Bears on Banjos don't do it. So <laughs> I'm voting for mine. Get rid of it. I like the other two attractions more than Country Bears. So that concludes our episode of Defending Three Not So Popular Attractions. So please follow us at our on our social medias of Instagram and Facebook. Yes.
1: Yes. And you can email us.
0: Yes, please email us. Um at, at g-mail. gmail. Thank you. And let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> what attraction would you like to bulldoze? If there's an attraction that we didn't talk about today, put those in the comments too. We love hearing from our fans. And so with that being said, we bid you a fidazine. A fitazing? Be- the- 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 Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Marahone Yodelers. Please remember before your bobsled comes to a complete stop to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember... Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor.